You're listening to Sports Medicine Weekly with Dr. Brian Cole and Steve Cashel on 670 The Score. Time now for what I call the staple of the show. It's our Ask the Doctor segment here on Sports Medicine Weekly, giving our listeners an opportunity to have Dr. Cole address their specific sports injury issues. It's very easy. You can go to our website, sportsmedicineweekly.com, and click on the link underneath the picture of Dr. Cole and I on the homepage, and you can type in your question, and we'll do our best to answer them. Dr. Cole, I had one uh, interesting uh, here from a, a listener uh, referencing the Wimbledon tennis tournament recently wrapping up. Bianca Andrescu, uh, this listener says, pulled out of Wimbledon due to a subscap injury. And um, we want to know what a subscap is. Well, the subscap is one of the four rotator cuff muscles. Now, the one that's most commonly torn is called the supraspinatus, but the subscap is the muscle in the front. And it can it, you can see how it can happen in tennis. It's not particularly common, but there are reports of it. And um, I and you don't typically see it in adolescents or young adults. But it's the it's the muscle in the front of the shoulder, one of the four rotator cuff muscles that provides internal rotation. So you can imagine if you were doing a ground stroke, right, and you reached back with your, you know, your dominant arm on the racket and then went through the ball, the force required to bring your arm across your body yeah. also involves very violent internal rotation, bringing the arm from the outside to the inside, sure. right? And that's what the subscap does. It's an internal rotator of the shoulder. And, you know, I've seen it in young adults. I've seen it in batters and really kids who are really powerful. I was going to say batting. It looks like the yeah. same way, right? Yeah, and uh, they often because the growth plates aren't closed all the way, they'll actually pull off a piece of the, a bone with, with the tendon of the subscap. So it's, it's pretty rare. But, you know, the good news is when it does happen in young athletes, um, the majority of them will get back to play. But unfortunately, you've got to fix them. Uh, so uh, and it, it occasionally they'll get back. They have to change positions depending on the sport. But it's fixable. you just got to recognize it because it can't get mixed. You think you just show, strained your shoulder. So uh, an interesting injury and uh, quite unfortunate for uh, Bianca Andrisco. Well, another um, listener uh, pipes in with this one saying that Rafael Nadal uh, had a muscular overload playing tennis on grass court, uh, impact of playing on different surfaces. So um, is it different than a lot different than playing on clay? Well, it's interesting. So what Nadal said was, look, grass is really unpredictable. And I think his quote was that playing on the grass at Wimbledon after playing on clay is the most radical transition there is in tennis. But what's fascinating is that if you look at injury rates and in tennis players now, certainly from a form and function point of view, they may say, look, it's more difficult for me as an athlete to play on uh, by transitioning from one surface to the other. But I think a really interesting question is, is the injury rate different? And there is some research that shows that there's no different uh, no differences in injury pr prevalence between groups who played on any one of uh, four court surfaces, right? So I think that's that's an interesting factoid because when we go back in the history of sort of turf and grass and so forth, there's been a lot of evolution in, say, football and, and soccer uh, related to ACL tears based upon the surface. But that same thing hasn't played out in um, in tennis, which I find particularly interesting. But, you know, from an athlete's point of view, yeah, you can imagine that when they go from clay to, to, to grass, or vice versa, that could be a, a, a huge transition for an athlete. Okay, I've got a question here from a 15-year-old cheerleader. It says, Dr. Cole, 15 years old, um, while I was cheerleading, I was dropped on my shoulder, and it was four months ago. It still hurts in the front of my shoulder and sometimes sends pain down my arm. After I was dropped, it went numb for a minute and has continued to go numb since then. What can I do to relieve the numbness 
and the pain. Well, I think, you know, this is a young girl who has to get evaluated because one that she's describing something called a dead arm syndrome, which uh, can occur in an unstable shoulder, for example. So it could be as simple as, look, she stretched her brachial plexus, which is all the nerves that go from the neck and go underneath the armpit or across the front of the shoulder. And that causes numbness. Um, uh, and But another possibility is that with the fall and the trauma, she could have torn the labrum in the shoulder and her shoulder might indeed be even unstable. And what we do see, especially in, in, in females, is that when the shoulder is unstable and you put it in various positions, it puts traction on the brachial plexus, the nerves that, that are really important to you know provide motor and sensation in the arm. So uh, I would say this is one that you probably want to get evaluated. You know, we always talk about when do you go to the doctor. Yeah. This is when I'd go to the doctor. Cheerleading injuries are an epidemic. Um, they're falling from heights. It's an uncontrolled fall. Um, and, on hard uh, surfaces and hard sometimes. Surfaces, yeah. My goodness, so, falling a basketball court. That's yep, not, mm. yep, exactly. So, um, you know, and I see a number of cheerleading injuries throughout the year. It's just, it's it's a, it's a bad actor. So this is one, uh, if she's listening, uh, and we hope she is, uh, that she ought to, uh, this is one I'd go see an orthopedic surgeon to get an evaluation. Great stuff. Out of time, Dr. Cole. Appreciate it. Many thanks to our producer, Shane Reardon. Our coordinating producer is Tracy Taro. Also want to thank David Cole for managing our website and business operations, as well as Samantha Smith from Midwest Orthopedics at Rush. For Dr. Brian Cole, I'm Steve Cashel saying so long. Thanks for listening to Sports Medicine Weekly. Up next on The Score, Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski. We'll be with you again next week, 8 a.m., for another edition of Sports Medicine Weekly, only on 670 The Score. You've been listening to Sports Medicine Weekly, heard every Saturday morning at 8 with Dr. Brian Cole and Steve Cashel, only on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com, Chicago Sports Station.